don't start your business and cut the first corner that you can cut. This is Finding Your Venture, episode number 12, Get the Legal Basics Right. I did not appreciate our legal system until my company got sued in 2009. And it's actually a really funny story now, and I'm happy to tell it to you over beer, but at the time, it was scary. I was afraid that we would lose our company, but I was even more afraid that I would lose my house and somehow put my family's future in jeopardy. Neither of those things happened, and in many ways, this was a result of how our legal system is structured. Believe it or not, the United States is still an incredibly great place to start a company. It's easy and inexpensive to do so legally, and doing that creates a separation between you and your company. And if you're thoughtful about a few key things when you're starting your company, you'll save a lot of time and money and stress down the road, even if you don't get sued. But lawyers cost money, so startups avoid them. So for this episode, I ask Joe Morrison, one of the best startup lawyers in Ann Arbor, what advice he would give a new entrepreneur that he met at a cocktail party. Off the record, friend to friend. Joe represents early and high-growth companies in an outside general counsel capacity, and he focuses on technology-enabled emerging companies and the venture capital firms that invest in them. In Ann Arbor, he's known as a really approachable resource with a ton of reps under his belt, and rather than overwhelm you with how smart he is, and he is smart, Joe does a great job of simplifying things that can easily become complex. Joe and I recorded this story at the Bodman offices in downtown Ann Arbor. If I've got five minutes or even two minutes to talk to somebody and they say, I think I'm going to start a business. The number one thing, you know, regardless of what metro area or geographic location you're in, is find a network. Like hook into some group, right? Go on meetup.com. And if you're in Ann Arbor, go to A2 New Tech. Because rarely are you doing something that's so new that there's not somebody that you can learn from who's either done something similar well or went down a similar path and had trouble. And if you can learn from somebody's stumbles, that saves you from having to make the same stumbles. And then I think people underestimate how hard it is. And even if you have a founding team, how lonely it can be sometimes starting a business, right? You're gonna have tremendous highs and closing deals and making breakthroughs in your technology or having a really good week coding, they're fantastic. But it's also great to have some folks who have their own company or were founders at some point that you can bounce ideas and you know struggles off of and just use as a sounding board. And I have some people I you know I serve that role for folks or you know their CPA might serve that role, but usually it's one founder to another or one CTO to another. Hooking into a network is key. And then you know, I just referenced it, but finding service providers who you think are good partners, because your service providers are part of the team, right? They're, they may not be co-founders, but you want to have a lawyer or a CPA that you can call up and ask a question, hey, how is this going to impact my financials, right? Hey, you know, is there something, can you just quickly look at something or can I bounce something off of you and, and sanity check something? So get good service providers who are good partners, uh, who are not going to nickel and dime you for services, who have relevant experience. Finding the network and, and hooking in and finding some folks who will help you is just critical. Okay, so finding a network, I totally agree. Great first step. But how about the legal stuff, Joe? What's what's the first step there? So when you're starting your business, I think you know the easiest thing to do right 
is pay a couple hundred bucks and form your business correctly. Whether it's a Delaware corporation or a Michigan limited liability company or you know a California B Corp, just find somebody who knows what they're doing or find an online platform like Gust or Clerky and form your business well with high quality documents that you understand and don't cut corners, right? This is the foundation. So if you're building a house, right, you're, you're not gonna build the walls of your foundation or your basement and cut costs there, right? That's gotta be rock solid. You don't want water to get in. You don't want the house to fall down in five years. Pay attention at the incorporation phase. Know what the documents say. You know, read through the documents, understand the mechanics, and don't try and save $150 when you're forming your company because those issues will be teased out eventually. You don't wanna spend more money fixing them and you don't really wanna shortcut at step one, right? You might have to take shortcuts when you've got a couple million dollars in revenue or at step five, but don't start your business and cut the first corner that you can cut or go on Cooley Go. Cooley, the West Coast law firm has open sourced incorporation package documents, right? Read those. And I think you can go online and find a lot of startup blogs like Jason Mendelson and Brad Feld have written books on how to form your company and, and doing venture deals. Like just go read some of the open source resources and make sure that your first step is one that you completely understand and you're, you're being thoughtful about and you're doing your diligence on the formation side. Okay, so let's review. Joe is telling us to spend some time reading and understanding the formation documents and paying a lawyer a couple hundred bucks to make sure that it's done correctly. This to me feels really fair and not overwhelming, and I hope you agree. And the upside of that really minimal investment is that you protect yourself and your family from the risk of starting a company. Okay, if we're at a cocktail party with Joe, I think we just got our money's worth, but Joe's got two more pieces of advice for us, and the first one is about fundraising. When you are thinking about taking investment money, you need to be very diligent about who you're taking the money from and what the terms of the investment are. You know, if the terms of the investment are great, but the investor has some red flags, ask for references because that person will be a material contributor to your success or could be a very big pain. So at the point that you're thinking about raising venture money or taking an investment, understand all the ways that that impacts your ability to run your business and down the line, what does that do to your cash flow, right? Is this investor gonna be a deterrent for other investors to come in and invest? Are the terms of this investment market terms? Just know, go talk to other founders that investors have invested in. That kind of stuff is critical and arguably as important to incorporation because the first round of investment is kind of like incorporating your business again in the next phase of growth. So just be super diligent and spend quite a bit of time cultivating the right partnerships with investors if you're fortunate enough to get to the point that you're going to be able to get investment. Okay, so our imaginary cocktail party is winding down. But before we go, Joe has a little more editorial commentary about what really matters when you're doing a startup and the proper role that your lawyer will play in your success or failure. Legal stuff will never be what makes your business a success, right? So if you have the best contract, that's not gonna close a sale and that's not gonna figure out your product market fit. 
So, you know, the, the partnerships that you make with employees and co-founders and investors and customers and suppliers, that's critical. So if you have a phenomenal partnership and there's a great business relationship behind you know, your company's relationship with one of its main customers, you may not have a great legal agreement underlying the relationship, but it may not matter. So a lot of companies that we see who go out and, you know, enterprise software companies, right? They're selling to a giant tier one auto supplier and it's a huge deal. Inevitably, the tier one auto supplier has really, really onerous terms and they are not going to take the startup's contract. And we work with a lot of people and we say, you know what? If this deal goes right, it will be great. Just realize that the legal agreement is also not wonderful, right? You still wanna try and negotiate it to chip away at what you can, but the relationship between the startup and this tier one auto supplier isn't going to be a success or a failure because of what's in the legal agreement. It's gonna be a success or failure because of the relationships of the teams and whether or not the technology solves the product that the customer wants it to solve and you know that to a significant extent, a result of the sales process. So I think that there are you know, very few occasions where a good business deal should be torpedoed by a suboptimal legal agreement. We've had a number of startups that have signed company-changing deals, right, 10 times their biggest contract. And the contract was so one-sided that they just decided, this company does $10 billion of revenue a year, they just don't care about making edits to the legal agreement, and the company plugs their nose and they sign the agreement, and then the partnership is a phenomenal success. So don't let the legal agreements be what breaks a business deal necessarily, and don't expect that, you know, if you pay your lawyer a ton of money that they're gonna make your startup a success by drafting some magic contract. Joe is a great example of somebody who makes things seem easier than they are because he understands his craft so well. And when you're looking for an accountant or a lawyer or an advisor or consultants or anyone to work on your company, look for that quality. Life's hard enough already and anybody can make this stuff seem hard. In the next episode, we're gonna talk about fundraising. It is the last episode in the first series of the Finding Adventure podcast. It's a great episode, hope you'll check it out.